Welcome back, boys and girls. We've made it. Conference championship week of the college football slate. It's a juicy week. This might be the best. This is not as many games, but the games that are on the slate are all awesome. Hey, look at this. Our Rebels finally playing on conference championship weekend. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been waiting for this my entire life. Not in Atlanta, but we are playing on conference championship weekend. So it was, uh, we'll, we'll give a quick recap of last week. I was six and four plus two and a half units, a nice double unit winner on my lock of the week with Georgia. They absolutely boat raced Missouri just as I expected. My worst pick of maybe the entire season was Miami minus three. That was disgusting. They allowed 500 yards rushing to North Carolina, got completely destroyed. Uh, that was that was kind of gross, but overall a pretty good week. Two, six and four, plus two and a half units. Pullman, how'd you end up? Three and one, up five units. My five-unit play hit. I don't think I missed a multiple-unit game this year, year, which is probably the reason why I'm up 43 units on the year, even though I'm barely above 500. Both stats are great. I mean, if you're like, hey, this gambler, he's about 60%. You're like, yeah, I'll follow him. He's he's probably pretty good. He's up 45 units. But yeah, well. when when 60% is up 45 units, and in that 60%, one of those picks each week is a four to five unit play that hits. That's huge. I mean, that when you're when you identify a lock of the week and it hits all that frequently, I mean, that's a that's a sign of a very good gambler. It's obviously, the Bama game over LSU. Biggest bet of the year. Easily won. You know, I had Georgia as my lock of the week last week. Pullman had Tennessee. Both easily easy winners. So it was a good week for us last week. Won some money for the for the disciples. This week, we won't get into any any topics here. We won't do anything. There's too many good games. So we will get right into the slate. Pullman, lead us off for the first game. First game we'll do uh, A&M traveling to Knoxville. Texas A&M is a 14-point favorite, over-under set at 51. What do you like in here, Bagman? So, over-under King here, going under 51 in this game. Both defenses are the strong suits of these teams. Kellen Mond is a very, very average, very solid quarterback, but nothing special. That's a compliment from us, too, because we thought originally he yes, was yes. the worst quarterback He's to proven himself his to be at least average in, in the SEC He's a, just a game manager. I'm not expecting him to do too much. He doesn't scare me. And the Tennessee defense is decent. They're pretty solid. They're the strong suit of their team, so I like that. And Tennessee's offense is is anemic unless they're playing Vandy, which they did last week. Their quarterback, you know, he's a pretty good-looking young freshman, but still young, and Anim's defense is so solid. I love the under 51 here. That's my that's my only play for this game. Pullman, what you got? Yeah, uh, give me A&M minus 14. I just don't see with Tennessee, and I thought I was going to see more last week in my lock with them against Vanderbilt. I wasn't too impressed. I think the momentum in that game, they might have had a shot to lose that game had there not have been a pick six with the most athletic catch with also defensive pass interference in the same play. Yeah. I think UT really kind of swung the game with that play. I really don't see it happening this week because A&M doesn't make mistakes. Nope. I mean, that's the one thing you can say about them that is excellent is they do not make mistakes in play calling or They do execution. not beat themselves. No. Um, and at 14 does seem a little high, but I just don't see Tennessee scoring more than like 7 to 10 points against A&M. It could be one of those games where you take an under in a team total, but give me A&M here. I, I think they lock it up. I think this game screams like 28 to 3, 21 to 3. A&M just wants to hold on for dear life, make it try and make it to the college football playoffs. Well, they're going to want to run it up because that's their only hope is to like have a run it up on Tennessee and hope something else happens 
in in the teams in front there's, of them. There's enough moving on, I think, with games with equal opponents, where I think there is a good shot where uh, A and M can still find themselves in the playoffs. I agree, but 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 if A and M wins this game by three points, it's a very close game, and Cincinnati blows out uh, Tulsa. I think the committee has a lot to consider there with with Cincinnati sneaking in. So I could I like that pick with A and M needing to w- have a big win. I don't know. It just seems like such a such a Joe Public easy money play. I avoided it, so that's why I just went the under because I think, like you said, Tennessee probably won't score. Ooh, that I much. just thought of this: what if they made a college football playoff, but instead of for the good teams, it was the four best teams that covered against the spread? Oh, well, they should. Do, Indiana would be the one seed. Well, they should do the college football playoff, but then also have the against the spread playoff of just the best against the spread teams. And you only advance if you cover the spread. Even if you, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah if you Bama's can playing Indiana and they're, they're a twenty-eight point favorite. If Indiana keeps it to fourteen, Indiana. Yes. Advances. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we put that in the tickler file. That for is later. a great. Let's let's. Uh, I'll I'll call the my my sources in the college football playoff committee and see if they can finagle something here for the against the spread college football playoff. We'll get right into our next game though. Missouri traveling to Starkganistan with a one point road favorite here for Missouri. Very basically a pick'em here over under of forty nine and a half. Pullman, what are you thinking here? Yeah, give me Missouri. I think State's still trash. For some reason, they love that quarterback who's definitely going to get replaced next year. Missouri, I know they got their butts kicked last week, but I'm still liking what they're putting out. JT Daniels really just showed out against Missouri, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, we were both on that game. We knew. I. We think Missouri's frauds, but they're not fraud frauds. No, they're, they're, they're good frauds, frauds when you play a good team. This is not a good team they're playing in Mississippi State. Yeah, and the weather's going to be miserable. I don't think State's going to really be able to throw it around. The under, I, I kind of like in this game as, as well, but give me Missouri uh, minus one on the road. God, awful game. And also, shout out to wearing that cute what, little shirt. What, what's the, I didn't know the weather was going to be miserable. Do you have a, a stat on the weather? 54 and rainy. I think it's going to be raining all day in Mississippi, Louisiana. So Okay, I ew, that kind of scares me. Because I have the over here because I'll stick with my over until I get it. Because I don't really trust weather forecasts until maybe like the day of. So I'll check the, the weather. But I like the over here. 49 and a half is a low total. Missouri, we know, can put up big points against like middling defenses. You saw it against LSU. You saw it against Arkansas. That offense can fire. They played Georgia last week, which is a very solid defense. So, you know, I don't necessarily hold them accountable for not scoring too many points here. And, you know, Missouri's defense also not good. Arkansas dropped a million points on them. Georgia last weekend dropped a million points. So I think, you know, I know Mississippi State's offense has been struggling this year, but I think against this defense, Mike Leach's system might work to where they can spread around the field and score some points. I like a very low total, 49 and a half. I like the over pending a bad weather day, the day of the game. I'll check back, check back, look at the weather forecast before the game. If it is terrible weather, I'll do. I'll go with Pullman here and basically take Missouri to win outright, only minus one. Bagman versus Big Meteorology. I like it. It's it's a rivalry in its infancy. Yeah, it is. It is, but it could. I don't know. I've always been a big weather guy, so I'm surprised I didn't even track the weather before this. But we'll get into our next game, a huge game, huge game. Battle for fourth in the SEC West. The Ole Miss Rebels traveling to Baton Rouge, coming off a huge victory over the Florida Gators in the swamp. Ole Miss is a two and a half point favorite. This line opened up as LSU is a two point favorite. And since the line coming out a couple days ago has already moved four points to Ole Miss minus two and a half over under of 78. That's a very high total for a game with uh, uh, some potentially bad weather. Pullman, what are you thinking here? Yeah, uh, I got the over here at 74. It's crept up to 77 and a half. 
Uh, weather is not looking great there either, but it looks like it's going to be more rain, less wind. So I'm going to take the over as I have it at 74, but lock in, right? What is it? 77 and a half. I'm taking the over. I don't think either defense can sniff a stop here. I think it'll honestly be almost a carbon copy of last week's game of Florida LSU. Uh, it'll be a coin flip, honestly. I know a lot of Ole Miss fans think we're going to beat their ass. I don't really know why at this point after what I saw last week. Yeah. LSU looks like they're ready to play. At least their offense does. Their defense might be a little fired up, but even being a little fired up when Bo Pelini's your coach can't help too much. Give me the over here. Let's hope it, this game just gets incredibly drunk. Yeah. Let's take the points. Well, I mean, the odds of this game getting incredi- incredibly drunk are, I don't know, minus 700. This has drunk written all over it. Ole Miss, LSU, two of the drunkest teams, two of the drunkest fan bases in the SEC. So the odds of this getting drunk are very high. I, I, I like that pick a little bit. I'm taking – this is the last game of the year. I haven't taken the Rebs. I don't let my heart affect my gambling. So – I'm going to take the Rebs. This is the last game of the season for us. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Lane Kiffin's coming off two weeks of no games. I think he's had plenty of time to prepare. He's been able to see a ton of tape on this LSU terrible defense. Let me ask you this, Pullman. Do you think the LSU coaching staff, team, everyone, has been like partying and drinking over the last three days after that LSU victory or uh, Florida victory? I think they've done all the drugs in Baton Rouge. Exactly. And I don't mean a lot. I physically mean all of them. All of them. They partied like they won the national championship. Their fans were acting like it. So that's one thing I will say. This could be a huge hangover game for LSU. Big hangover. And Lane Kiffin knows how big of a game this is for him going into next year. He has a good recruiting class this year. He wants to build as much momentum as possible heading into next year, which means way more to him than than this year did. This He wants to win this game very, very badly. I'll take the Rebs minus two and a half. I usually don't do this, but I, I like the spot here. And, you know, the motivation on Ole Miss's side is is huge. And LSU coming off a big win, I don't really see the motivation for them there. So give me the Rebs minus two and a half. I love it. I love it. My Rebs taking me home to a big win in the last game of the regular season. Might be Lane Kiffin's last game in uh, Ole Miss colors. Don't you dare! Don't you dare speak that out into the into the stratosphere. Into the intro waves. I'm sorry. I just I wanted to see your blood boil for a second. Pullman, take us into our last uh, SEC game, the SEC championship. SEC championship in Atlanta, Mercedes Benz, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Wow. Alabama minus 17, over under 74 and a half. Florida after a very very disappointing game rolling in to Atlanta, going against honestly the team that's been in thorn in their side. The longest since the SEC championship's been formed. What do you got here? I am going with the tried and true Bama first half, minus 10. Love it, love it, love it. I can see Florida's offense backdooring this some 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 way. I really like Bama in the first half. Florida has been sluggish in the first half of their last three or four games. They were pretty, they, I think they were all up by like three or 10 against a, a terrible Vandy team. And you all know that Bama comes out firing. They will not take their foot off the gas for the first half at least. They might just go all the way through the game. So I'm taking Bama first half, minus 10. I'm also taking over 74.5. We saw what LSU's offense could do to that Florida defense. I expect Bama to double those numbers this week. And Florida, you know they can score. This is a in, in a dome, a primetime game. I think it's going to be high scoring. Give me the over 74.5 here, as well as Bama minus 10, and a half, 10 in the first half. Yeah, I, I got the 74 over as well. I love that play. Uh, I think Bama could cover about 55 of its on its own. And honestly, like 
Florida's offense very impressive. I think they'll be able to score against Alabama. Alabama's shown that against top-tier offenses, they let up a lot of points. It's it's either feast or famine against the Alabama defense. Yep. And I, I think in this circumstance, it's kind of brought the over-under down somewhere. I think it should be more in the range of the LSU um, yeah, Ole Miss over. Up around 80. Like the, those are like four of the best offenses, right? I mean, LSU when it's clicking right, but the other yeah. three for sure. And Kyle Pitts back, you know, that's an, just an added weapon. I don't know why he didn't he didn't play against LSU last weekend. Dan Mullen loves just blowing the last game of the season. That's just all it's got to be. But, yeah, give me the over here. I, I think the Kyle-to-Kyle Kyle connection comes in big this week. And I think it helps out Florida a lot. And if Florida puts up 21 points or more, the over here hits, I believe. Yes, I think Florida gets to 30, and I think Bama gets to 50. So I think this is a pretty clear cut over in a dome where we don't have to worry about any weather. So that is the SEC slate. We will now get into some of our other conference championships, some of the other big games going on the rest of the week. First one is Friday night. The Pac-12 championship was going to be USC versus Washington. I don't know. I guess Washington had COVID, but the, I think the Pac-12 just wanted a sexier matchup, getting Oregon in against USC. USC is a three-point favorite with an over/under set at 63 and a half. Pullman, what do you? What's your read here? Give me the Ducks. I, I'm taking my fucking Ducks. Really? Coming We're off two losses to Cal and Oregon State. Outright two. Outright money line. Points and money line. You heard it here. I love Oregon. These boys can show up to big games. USC's all of a sudden like prancing around being like, we deserve to be in the playoffs. We deserve. No, you don't. You played five games and you barely won them against terrible teams. I think Oregon wakes themselves up. I think Cristobal wakes himself up and they're like, we got a shot to go to a New Year's Six Bowl game after being four and like only winning four games. Like, they're going to realize this, the situation they're in. They're going to step it up. They're going to kick USC's ass. I love Oregon here. I'll be wearing my Oregon hat, too. And there's something to be said about being gifted a conference championship game at the last second. Those guys got to be fired up. They have to have, like, they are so excited to be in this game. They have a lot on the line. Like, they got gifted this. Sometimes these teams just take advantage of opportunities that are given to them. So, I, I, I like that play. I like Oregon. You know I'm who gonna, takes advantage of these situations? Mario Cristobal. Great teams. Great teams. Great te- And great teams cover as well. So, Pullman, my pick on this game, the USC-UCLA game, what was my reasoning for taking the over? Uh, two sexy jerseys. Two sexy jerseys. The Oregon green or whatever they wear, it's going to be sexy. And USC's jerseys also sexy. I know uh, it's not Kelly Green. Can we just call it Kelly Green? Sure. Go ahead. I love any whatever green you want to call it. They switch around many a type of green, but Kelly Green, I love that. That's my favorite type of green. I'll allow it. I'm taking the over 62 and a half here. It's a night game on Fox in primetime. These LA boys love playing in primetime. They'll be slinging it all over the field. Oregon's can score as well. Their defense has clearly shown they're not very good. I love the over. It's a low t- 62 and a half seems Pretty low for this for this uh, Pac-12 shootout that's gonna that's gonna occur. I love this over. This is a two-unit play for me. Over 62 and a half. Love it, love it, love it. Pullman, take us into our next one. It's pretty heady of you for your favorite green to be from Oregon. Next game, Big Ten Championship game. Northwestern, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 20 and a half point favorite. Over under set at 57 and a half. At my least favorite stadium in the world, Lucas Oil. If you've ever been there, it is trash. The people are trash. They're ugly. But I love the Hoosiers. Who's your pick? My pick here is Northwestern plus 11 first half. First half. So Ohio State, the last time they played Northwestern, 
in the Big Ten Championship. It was kind of a muddying first half. It was very close at halftime, and then Ohio State just boat raced him in the second half. I kind of wanted to take Northwestern plus 21 on the full game, but after seeing some some analytics, I listened to uh, The Bear, shout out The Bear on SportsCenter. He talked me into this, to changing it to just the first half play. I like Northwestern plus 11 here. I think everyone in America is kind of pulling for Northwestern. Ohio State's kind of a a, a, a villain. Oh, I'm not. You're not? I hate Northwestern. Well, okay, but that's that. you have other ulterior motives there. I'm just talking about the the Ohio State Big Ten. I'm in the deep state chaos, so I hate journalists, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, But take put all that aside. I'm pulling for Northwestern. I want Ohio State. They don't deserve to be in, honestly. Their conference tried to kill college football before the season even started. The fact that they're even here right now is a disgrace. Kevin Warren is a loser. So I want pure and adulterated chaos. Give me Northwestern at least to cover the first half plus 11. I like that number, 11. Uh, I could see Ohio State winning this first half by 10, but I like that 11. Pullman, what are you thinking? Yeah, give me Northwestern full game. I hate these cowards, but man, do they play some great defense. Like, impressive. Impressive. I, it is honestly, it's it's remarkable. It reminds me of Ole Miss in 14, of a bunch of low, th- a bunch of mid-level threes and some sprinkling some four-star guys all around. Just wrecking havoc. Guys in the right spot. So always, sound. Never missing a tackle. It is, it it's, is a, it's a little bit like that A&M defense where they just don't make mistakes. Yes. It, it, they it, force you to beat them. They will not make one mistake. I think it's a close game. I like it close in the first half. Pullman likes it close for the whole game. I like that we're on the same side, on the same page there. We'll get right into our next conference championship, the Big 12 Conference Championship, Oklahoma-Iowa State. Where is this game? AT&T Stadium? Arlington, yes. Arlington, yeah. And I'm going to correct you. It's the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship oh, game. Oh, do they do the, uh, the the halftime throw a ball? I thought every conference does that. Yeah, that must be it. But it's always terrible. It's always two people that have a noodle arm and they just basketball pass. My favorite, my favorite's when it's someone who's a physics student who does the, the yeah, chess pass yeah, the and ch- just never misses. The basketball pass. Yeah. It's, it's very efficient for the distance they're going there. But Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma's a five-and-a-half point favorite with an over-under of 58. Pullman, I hope you're – on the same side as me, but what's your pick? You know me, I hate Ames, right? Yeah. Absolutely hate it. Like, I kind of wish a tornado would take it up. Terrible city. However. However. I'm taking the Cyclones. Let's go. I I, I don't get this line. Why is Oklahoma a six-point favorite? Can you riddle? Honestly, I I, I might. their name is Oklahoma. I might just be a chump. The way Iowa State runs the ball, keeps the ball away, plays decent defense, I love this play. Oklahoma's like crack cocaine where Iowa State's just like a classic Miller Lite. Like, you know, the the crack cocaine guy might win the fight sometimes. Miller Lite guy's usually going to win because he, he's a little more on kilter. Seven times out of ten, yeah. He's just drunk enough, but he's not, like, completely losing his mind. Now, three times out of ten, the crackhead is bleeding out of their ear and kills you. But exactly. the other seven, I'm taking. I'm right there with you. Iowa State, just a gritty team. Same type salt of— Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, just so fundamentally sound across the board. They don't make mistakes. That They've— been one of the most impressive teams over the last three or four weeks. I think I've bet against them the past three weeks and gotten just destroyed in all of them. A good West Virginia team, a good West Virginia defense that they demolished last week. I don't know. I think Iowa State's playing like one of the best teams in the country right now. The fact that they're a five and a half point underdog doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm on the Cyclones catching five and a half. I think they could win outright, but I'm just going to take the five and a half in a Big 12 championship that, you know, could get crazy at any moment in time. Okay, next game. Well, we, two options. Would you pick your own adventure. 
Do you want the Sun Belt game? Do you have any action in that, or are you good to skip? Is that ULL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got some action there. Ooh, give me your Sun Belt taste. Sun Belt, uh, so ULL Coastal. I have the under of 54.5 here. So let me give you a few stats here. The line opened up at 54. 98% of the money is on the over, and 70% of the bets are on the over. So most of the public is hammering this over. The line has not moved at all. It's still sitting at 54. So that tells me Vegas knows a little bit of something. I like the under 54 here. Both these teams, they've already played each other. They have some, they have some tape on both sides. I think the defenses have, can, have been in film session all week, seeing what they've done wrong. I love this play. Two-unit play here for me, under 54. I don't know a ton about these teams. I've, I've seen a little bit of them. I think they're both very— You love to talk about them. Yeah, everyone loves to talk about them. They were talking about them on the college football playoff selection show. I don't know. They're fun teams. They're good stories. But I love this under here. I think both teams are familiar with each other. Give me the under here. I think it's a close game. I love the under 54 and a half here. You know what I really like about this? Louisiana did a damn good job rebranding themselves. Oh, yeah. Not ULL anymore. Not Ula La, not Lafayette. We're just Louisiana. That is a great— University and rebrand. that just trolls LSU. It so trolls bad. LSU so bad. As someone who has 18 aliases and like three name changes, Louisiana props to you for that one. That is very true. We'll get into maybe the best game of the slate. Number three, Clemson. Number two, Notre Dame. ACC championship. The rematch of one of the better games of all of college football went into what triple overtime last time. Notre Dame pulled out a victory. Trevor Lawrence did not play. He will be back this week. Clemson is a 10.5-point favorite with an over-under of 60. Pullman, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you said best game. That's your own damn opinion. Clemson is going to kick Notre Dame's little prissy Catholic teeth in this weekend. I'm hammering the under 24.5 for Notre Dame team total two units. Clemson is not going to let them score. It is my favorite play. Ian Book is a fraud. He wouldn't step foot on the field at most SEC schools. I don't know why all of a sudden they changed him from an average. Like He was so average for three years. He's played better this year. He is not that good. Like People are talking about him to the pros or maybe Heisman. That is laughable. I think Notre Dame is a fraud. Clemson's also, low-key note here, they're getting back their best linebacker, who was also missing from COVID from that first matchup. I think Clemson knows big games. They're going to stomp on Notre Dame. They're going to make touchdown Jesus be ashamed to be Catholic. Give me the Tigers. Well, actually not really. Give me the under of Notre Dame, 24.5. I might just take Clemson full game too, but I love the under team total there. I'm going Notre Dame plus 10.5 here. Trevor Lawrence did not play in that last game, but the defense, I know you said they got a linebacker coming back. The defense was still intact for the most part, and Notre Dame put up almost 50 points. I know it went to overtime, but Notre Dame ran up and down the field on Clemson, scored at will. So I, I, I still think that they can score on, on, on Clemson. So I'm taking Notre Dame plus 10.5. Trevor, even with Trevor Lawrence coming back, I think that, you know, is he worth the 10.5 points? Like, I get that he's the best player in college football. He's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. But is he worth almost 11 points to this spread? That's a ton for one player. So I think Notre Dame's had the chip on their shoulder. No one believes in them. They beat Clemson already, and still no one believes in them. I think they got a lot to prove. I don't know if they can win the game, but 10.5 seems like a lot of points to me. Give me Notre Dame. Give me the Irish. Give me the Catholics. Catching 
in a huge game for them, especially when they know that even if they do lose, if they lose by close, if they lose close, they'll still be in the playoffs. They'll still be in. They de- they would deserve to be in. So I like Notre Dame to keep it close here and cover that ten and a half point spread. We got the Catholic University against like the fake Southern Southern Baptist University with yeah, Clemson. That's so true. that is. Uh, we're going to see whose side God's on Saturday night. I have one more bet here, Pullman. Are you done for the day? Uh, yes, I am. I have Tulsa, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's a 14-point favorite with an over-under of 45.5. I love Cincinnati minus 14 here. I think they got a, the same thing that we were talking about A&M, might needing to run up the score against uh, Tennessee to prove their worth to get into the playoff if some teams in front of them fall apart. Cincinnati's going to do whatever it takes to – destroy Tulsa and and prove that they are one of the best teams in the country. 14 is a football number. I think they could win. I think they're going to try to win by as many as they can. So, give me give me the Bearcats. I think they're a superior team and I think they can impose their will. Their defense is so solid. Tulsa might not score at all and Cincinnati can drop 35 easy. So, I love Cincinnati here. Cincinnati's going to do whatever it takes to to prove their worth. So, that is the last game of the slate, boys and girls. It's a huge week. It's a great weekend for college football. I kind of like where there's not a million games, but a lot of high-quality games. So when you're watching, you, you don't need you know 10 TVs out there to track all your bets. You just need a couple TVs, have one, you know whatever the better game is on the main one, secondary bet on the second one. It's, it's just going to be a great football slate. I love it. So alternate note. You'll be you'll be at the Pick Your Poison Sportsbook by yourself this weekend. First time all season, right? First time. What are you going to do with Boomer and myself out? Are you just going to be sitting around in sweats and underwear with holes in them and just watching well, games? Like, Because that's what I did. Th- well, you know, I actually have other friends that probably would want to come over and watch these games. I know you might not have had any, but I, I have some other people that would probably enjoy watching some college football at the Pick Your Poison house. So, I don't know. I'm hoping to see a, a big crowd come over and, and cheer on Bagman's picks. They'll probably all take my card, and we'll all ride into a, a plus 15-unit week all together. Hey, sorry, sorry I had to hide myself because uh, some COVID concerns. COVID concerns are, are always out there. They're very prevalent right now. So, any, uh, any ending thoughts here, Pullman, before we wrap up the pod? Yeah, um, BBB, if you still have my Jeremiah Mazzoli Oregon jersey, you better be wearing it Friday night. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, Oregon playing for their lives, really. Jeremiah Mazzoli, Ole Miss great. People forget. Great player for Ole Miss. Led a 2-10 and team. Would have been 0-12 without him. So, yeah, Mazzoli's will always be have a soft spot in my heart. Uh, but that is it for this podcast, boys and girls. It's going to be a great weekend for college football. We will be back maybe next week. I guess some bowls will be kicking off next week. We'll see. We'll be able to know at least the bowl matchups. We'll have some some bowl tie-ins lined up. So we'll, we might dive into that next week. But big slate this week, boys and girls. Take our cards. Ride it off to victory. We've been hot all year. There's no reason to doubt us now. So we will talk to you next week, and good luck this week. Peace. Yeah.